if you were to imagine you got in a boat in the ocean and you started rowing towards the sun with a mindset of someday I'm going to reach the sun and it's always running off the edge to the west while I continue to stroke, pull, pull and row my boat. And I'm feeling I am never going to get there. But a gain mindset that would measure where I'm at and what's been achieved would look back to the shore and said, look how far we've come, look how far we've come, look how far we've come. That's an important mindset for the leader, for the one who's leveraging success that, pardon me, is going after achievement, but keeping in a flow state, keeping in contentment. Welcome to the Leveraging Success Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gearhart. Every time that we're together, I want to help you work less, make more, and through the freedom that you gain and the margin that you start to store up, you're going to be able to use that to be an incredible husband, wife, parent, and most importantly, an incredible kingdom leader living the life mission that God puts you on. I'm here today again with Rob Dayton. Rob, so glad to be with you. Here we go on another week. Good morning, Jeff. Man, it's Monday, and uh, here these weeks are already flying by. Second month of the year uh, is well, well underway. And uh, I was telling Heather over the weekend, you know, we're going to blink and it's going to be Christmas again. It will be Christmas again. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, and uh, in Santa Barbara, the storms were pretty uh, radical last night, but we, we've survived. I know there's a lot of people experiencing flooding, so we're thinking about them. Yeah, well, funny enough, I think we have exchanged weather patterns uh, here in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we are having fantastic high 60s, low 70s. That's not fair because I pay a higher tax. <laughs> it's you not do fair. pay the sunshine tax. I pay the sunshine tax, so I'm not sure what's going on here. Maybe, does this mean you owe us some change? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it uh, wouldn't surprise me if there was a claim for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Well, hey, we want to get into it today uh, really around mindset because I have something to admit something that I've got to confess to, and this is the truth of me. And and I think, Rob, it's probably the truth for many of the people that we get to talk to, and that's we are adrenaline junkies. What does that mean? I don't mean in the sense of something's mastered me exactly. I mean to say that I enjoy achievement. I enjoy a goal. Say I'm going to do it. Focus hard. It puts me into a stretch. It's beyond me. Frankly, Some people might look at me and think, that's a little crazy, but I jumped anyway and I'm going for it. And it doesn't matter what happens. It's just that we get to that high and that achievement, and then we quickly lose that again, and we're back on to the next thing, and and it's in this treadmill. And I want to examine that today because as we look at that working towards the sweet spot of contentment of joy, of flow, that we want to have that all in place while we continue to achieve. But to to get there, that's not something that's natural. In fact, I have found myself uh, more often than not through much of my career spending time trying to achieve a lot of things. And then I always have a sense of it wasn't enough, that that wasn't enough. I, I don't care what happened. Forget what you got, what you just did. 
keep going. It's not enough. You're not enough. Keep going, keep going. And it's an insatiable feeling. But we want to talk about a mindset shift that that we do that is a regular practice and some of the things that you do, Rob, in regular practice towards maintaining contentment, staying in flow, enjoy, not giving way to anxiety while you continue to go after the goals that you've gotten and to continue to achieve. Yeah, it's really good. I'm as you're talking, Jeff, I'm wondering where is achiever on your strength finder? What number is it? Wow. Uh, as you say that, it's not in my top five, uh, but it would, it has to be in top 15. Yeah. It has to be up there. Yeah. I would say it is too. And you know, mine has varied a little bit. It's the lowest it's ever been in my career after taking the assessment four times. It's it's kind of in the middle at 18. But you know what what people should know is that achiever, it's a psychological, physiological reaction. So when people have an achiever talent, and most successful people do, and it actually is the most common, one of the most common repeating strengths in the population, when you have that, then what happens is your body knows that something has to be done. You may not know what it is, but it's this feeling. And that's that adrenaline junkie that you're talking about is there's this feeling that something has to be done. And achievers don't rest. They don't like sit on a beach and have quiet time. They rest doing, even their rest space is doing, and they commonly will have lists, so a lot of our listeners are going to fall into this category. So it's really good we're talking about this. Yeah. You know, the thing that's inside of us is this this drive, this desire, this wanting to get where we're hoping to go. And getting there often means that there's, there's a, a, a good amount of strain. Now, uh, free commercial, Rob, you and I uh, were using these whoop bands on our uh, <laughs> wrists. Yeah, exactly. And those are measuring our, our heart strain. And there is some sort of strain that's happening here that is healthy to push. I've been reading this book by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi uh, called Flow. And what he does is to put that uh, flow, which is the right amount of use of your skills in challenge without putting you into a place of anxiety. So when it when it flips over into anxiety, it's not in flow. But when you're inside the place with which the the strain of a good amount of perhaps I think the, the number that he gave is four percent more requirement than your current capacity, that's the right amount of stretch, then that stretch will put me into a place where the best of my skills are being used, something that I'm not sure uh, how it's going to work, but it's going to use some of my skills, starts to appear like innovation and new new capabilities get created. And that's that place of flow. But we want to be able to stay in that. And so we're, we're going to get into some some mindset tools and and what those mindset tools look like to keep the right amount of flow, contentment, and joy while continuing to be an achiever. Here's the thing, Rob, and I, I think that what could be deceptive about our podcast is that every time I'm t- we're together, I'm saying to you, let's work less and make more. And the immediate thought to you that's the high achiever is like, this guy's telling me to be lazy. He's telling me to, <laughs> to, to find a way to be at the bar or the beach or some golf course or something not 
what I normally love to do. And, and the high achiever, that, that's, uh, that's kryptonite. That's, that's not what I want to do. I want to be after it. I want to be at it. And, and why we love talking to you who love to achieve is that you have that in you. And if you were to focus that in a way with which it wasn't your career that was overshadowing you, or it wasn't your focus on your children overshadowing you, that if those were done in right balance, that you would have the capacity to still be in high achievement, but use the margin of time to go after a kingdom mission, a life's mission that God's called you into, and that that sense of achievement could be could be out in front of you so that the tools that we want to bring to you today are, are really in that sphere. Rob, I can't not ask you to talk a little bit about strengths. I mean, you're deep in this. You're much deeper than I am in terms of Clifton strengths. And you use that normally in your coaching and consulting at a very, uh, very deep level. As people are looking at themselves and their strengths and evaluating the question that you and I talked a couple episodes back about, who am I? What should they be looking at when they're doing this? And how could they take the Clifton Strengths uh, test assessment uh, that they could get some of this data on them? Uh, such a good question. And I think before answering that, we need to ask, why would I want to do that in the in the vein of what you're saying, which is so good, it's not just do less as a practice. It's actually uh, do the right things, do less of the things that aren't working, do more of the things that do work for your values. For us, that's a kingdom focus. The difference uh, in that lane is uh, the difference between time management, which would be managing as many things, juggling as many balls as we could, versus time leadership, which is juggling the right balls and having margin for, in our case, God's availability to bring in something that he's doing that he wants you to do. And now I have the space and capacity to do that thing versus being overwhelmed. When we look at strengths, what you want to know is you want to know how you specialize. What is your natural talent? What is the thing that you naturally achieve really well? The difference in your uh, earlier example of flow, which is such an awesome book and breakthrough in terms of study, is the difference between anxiety and excitement. If you're anxious about a thing, the chances are it's not going to be in your top strength suite. If you're on the edge of your seat, but there and you're still a lot of unknowns and you're still feeling as though, man, I don't know, will this work out? But there's, there's an edge of excitement. That is the difference because flow is when you no longer have to think about what you're doing. If we could position our lives to be more in, intuitive and less the stress comes from thinking about what, you know, how to get myself to do a thing and how to do it right. The joy comes from an expression of who we are that is so natural. The thinking comes away and the doing becomes authentic, just purely authentic. And in the strengths lane, very effective. Well, I want to get into the news. You know, every time that we're together, we, we, we like to look into the news and see what's going on in our world that can be impacting and ref giving input to what we're doing here and what we're talking about today, which today's focus is all about helping you to consider how do you continue to achieve while you attain balance? How do you continue to be 
that uh, adrenaline junkie while you're understanding that I'm expecting to achieve. It's just going to be in some different categories. What does that look like? Hey, here's what's in the news right now. Earlier this month on Groundhog Day, Apple released their Vision Pro product. Now, this $3,500 looks like a ski mask put over your eyes with a cable that comes out of that mask uh, allows you to augment reality. This is not virtual reality. This is, well, it can become virtual reality. This Vision Pro has that capability, but it's meant for augmented reality. Now, unlike other products that have come in the past that have been completely closed eye to give you a virtual reality experience, this product, which $3,500 computer essentially, is what it's Therefore, is to augment what you see and put an actual computer in front of you, of which you you and your eyes and your hands move and interact with it. Now, there's been so many YouTubers that have done incredible reviews of the pluses and minuses and promises of that product, but there are a lot of people that are expecting this is another step towards the future that perhaps... We saw in science fiction many years ago that has now started to appear. And uh, Rob, I, I don't know if you've seen these memes and videos of people in the wild already using the Vision Pro where they're they're walking and crossing a street on a, a, a busy street and they're just up reaching, grabbing at things and looking around and they've got these goggles on or, or the one that cracked me up was this guy that's in a Tesla Cybertruck. And he's clearly put it on self-driving mode. It's driving itself. He's got the goggles on and this guy pulls up next to him and starts filming. And he's no hands on the wheel, got the goggles on, pinching and moving and (laughs) looking around and doing everything but driving. And this is the future, right? This augmented reality. And on top of that, Elon Musk also announced uh, here earlier that uh, Neuralink had had its first implant of a computer chip into a brain and the scientific implications of that, the uh, perhaps co-thinking of what can happen there. If there's an AI capability, uh, well, in fact, Elon said this about uh, Neuralink. He said, this is how humans will stay ahead of AI is by putting computer chips inside of them. Crazy new world. Uh, Rob, react to that. How do you feel about that as you uh, see that in the news? Well, I, you know, I excited. I mean, I think, you know, it, it can <laughs> feel like, um, you know, when the iPhone came out, it changed the world. And, and obviously, it changed the way our kids learned and we're learning from that, all the, the bad things about that. But in terms of the, the incredible things, the ability to communicate, which I'm in our business is, is I'm very fond of in the, co- in the coaching realm and, you know, in my sweet spot of encouraging people, I think text was developed to give people encouragement. And so, you know, I, I channelized that, that technology in into my strengths and actually use that to uh, to make sure my strengths get on the table. So I'm sure there's, as we see these new technologies coming out, the you know it, it's easy to be afraid of them, and, and <laughs> clearly people are doing some pretty wacky things yeah. uh, with them. But also, you know, they can be used for amazing things to pl- to play to put your strengths on steroids 
and actually help you achieve more with less, you know, is kind of what we're, what we're saying. So the question becomes, how do you integrate those technologies into your strengths and not let them be a distraction to you, uh, but an acceleration? Yeah, I like that a lot, Rob, because I, I think what we're after is not to worry that it's going to ruin things. It certainly has the ability to. And certainly every technology that comes out, you know, good and evil can speed themselves. Uh, but if we're looking at this and making sure that nothing is going to master me, but me master it. And this is a, a key mindset for the way that we approach all of life mastery and leveraging success is to say, I want to make sure that these tools are serving me. My money is serving me, me not serving it. My job is serving me, me not serving a job. Now, as we have that mindset, it means that I don't want anything to be in charge of me except for the Holy Spirit inside of me. I want God to be able to direct, reroute, think differently. But if I'm using those tools, then they could be tools to be mastered so that I get the outcomes that I expect and that I could truly, as you suggest, work less. And And to that extent, that's a leverage point. That's an opportunity. If I'm thinking of it that way, then I'm I'm seeing that. But if I'm just allowing for one more input into my life, one more alert, one more message that says, pay attention to me, let me direct you. And and by the way, every time we treat our phones or our calendars, our email or your Slack channels or your Twitter or any of that stuff uh, to say uh, what you should think where you should go, how you should act. So good. Then you're being directed by someone else's agenda. And so this could just be another input point for me to allow something else to direct me. But I want to make sure that those things are always mastered and they stay in their place. And if they stay in their place, they're a tool not to be afraid of, but a tool to be leveraged. All these things that are coming at us, and particularly for achievers who need to check the boxes, they can be so alluring. And what I find kind of fascinating is that the things that we that distract us are things that we can't control. In other words, we tend to be excited or anticipate things, information, you know, like what's going on in Washington today, you know, what's going on in the world, uh, you know, which is important to know and, and, and understand and have a clear understanding, but to focus on these things that you will not control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone, maybe someone on the call can, is not helpful uh, focusing on things. You know, when Jesus says the eye is the lamp of the body, what he's saying is that what you see or perceive, what you're perceiving becomes the light within you and guides for what you're doing. So if you're looking at something that is distracting and constantly distracting from where you're going or from where you're wired to going in terms of strengths, then that is going to be a handcuff and that is not going to set you free. So the question, you know, that I ask myself on alerts, like you, we get to choose on our phones. What, what are we alerted to? Is this alert get me to my destiny? Does this alert prompt me to look at something that is an alignment or the destiny that I feel like I'm supposed to go or for, for many of us where we feel like God wants to go, then if it's not, then then let's get rid of that alert and let's put that in the in the the lower category of maybe need to know a context of a thing, but not a focus. Yeah. Oh man, so good. Back to the circle of influence, circle of concern. When I'm in my circle of concern, my circle of influence is shrinking. 
and vice versa. So my opportunity always to be on focus of the things that I have control over. Good stuff. Hey, let's get into our content here uh, to be helping. And and the, the tool that we're after is to say, how can I continue to work less, make more, get balance in my life, but not lose the edge, the excitement, the achiever in me? Because if I'm taking those things on, I'm not looking to find more free time that to just is there for waste or, or uh, variable use. Uh, because one thing about time is that it's going to be consumed and it's always being consumed. So it's got to be purposed for something. And so we're, we're proposing to you that the leveraging of your success will give you headroom to do amazing things elsewhere. But what you want to be able to do is to have the mindset that, that says that the greatest strain that you're going to feel is not, not just in your career, the greatest achievement uh, that you're going to feel is not just in perhaps your kids uh, or your career, but in fact, um, the whole of your kingdom leadership, uh, the whole of your life mission. So to get into that, uh, you're going to need that achiever in you. You're going to want to have it to say, this is the goal. Here's the thing I'm setting out for. Here's the thing where, God, you're leading me to and I'm going for it. But, you know, Rob, I think the uh, perhaps the quiet part <laughs> of what we're talking about here is that as we're encouraging you to arrange your life in balance to go after a life's mission, uh, your life mission is going to take the most of your strain. It's going to take the most of your capability. If you're doing it right, it's in that space. It's not the gimme putt of cutting little sandwiches for kids in Sunday school or donning an orange vest to do a parking lot ministry every Sunday. It's the strain of this is my skill. This is what God made me for. I'm leading in this area. And, and to do that, I want to have the happy, high-achieving content, flow, joy-filled, while straining focus that that we're after. So, Rob, you and I, uh, we uh, are fans of Dan Sullivan and some of his products and books and, and uh, work. And so, uh, one of the things that we enjoy that we talk about or remind our people that we coach, people that we consult with, people that we get to spend life with, even our families is we talk about gap and gain mindset. And that's a fantastic book to read. In fact, we'll have that in the show notes today, a link to the book, The Gap and the Gain. But when you think about that model, here's the quick way to remember it. All of us use an ideal in our life to create motivation. From where I'm at to where I want to be, that's an ideal state. And so that that's a great motivation. But between me and uh, my ideal uh, are a set of goals. And the question, the question always is, where am I measuring? Am I measuring between where I'm at in my goal and my ideal? Or am I measuring between where I'm at today and my goal? Why is that so different? Well, the way Sullivan explains it between gap and gain mindset is that if we're in the gap, it's, we're always thinking about what hasn't happened yet, what we haven't done, how far away the ideal is, no matter how much achievement may be done every day, incremental goals achieved, tasks completed, projects moving forward. 
We're always in a mindset, but we've got so far to go. Someday we'll get there. And the way uh, one of uh, our friends explained it uh, to us, uh, our friend Chad Johnson, he said, the way that you think about this is that if you were to imagine you got in a boat in the ocean and you started rowing towards the sun with a mindset of someday I'm going to reach the sun and it's always running off the edge to the west while I continue to stroke, pull, pull and row my boat. And I'm feeling I am never going to get there. But a gain mindset that would measure where I'm at and what's been achieved would look back to the shore and said, look how far we've come, look how far we've come, look how far we've come. Uh, Rob, that's an important mindset for the leader, for the one who's leveraging success that, pardon me, is going after achievement, but keeping in a flow state, keeping in contentment. How does that work? Did I describe that in a way that that you like to describe it? Because you may be able able to take that to the next level with the way you think about it. Well, I know that's perfect. Uh, well said in terms of the concept that we learn, you know, from Chad. And then I would say, practically speaking, for our listeners, the the reason why when you're looking at when you're rowing toward the sun and you're looking at the sun, the reason why that's deflating is because as we achieve and as we try to get to the flow state of who we are there's a certain level of discomfort involved. Just like the gym, when you're trying to grow in the gym, there's discomfort is, is a part of the process. If you don't experience discomfort, then you, you're n- maybe not growing the right way. So the reason looking at the gain and where you've been is so important is it feeds the okay of that discomfort. It says, I'm actually doing something. I see something in the wake of that ro- rowboat. I see where that island that's fading. And it says to me that, yes, you, you are going somewhere. It is good. And this discomfort is good. The way I look at it is when I'm on the treadmill and I like doing the treadmill because I'm doing these things called Yerusos or Yasos in training for a marathon. And what I love about them is that I'm going to be on that treadmill for a long time. So it sounds pretty painful. So when I get on it and I'm going to do five or six miles, I'm thinking to myself, oh, crap, like this is a lot of this is a lot of treadmilling. I don't know if I want to do this. But as soon as I start looking back and say, oh, well, just clicked off a mile. I you know, just clicked off a mile and a half. I just clicked off two miles. And I keep my focus on where I've been. It helps with the pain. It helps to endure the pain and the discomfort of not wanting to be on the treadmill because Staying on the treadmill, in this case, not, not the treadmill of life, but staying in the pain is going to give me the, the endurance for the time when I'm actually in the marathon and have experienced more flow in that experience than, than pain because I did not prepare. That's so good. Rob, we, we are going to find some time together to go into pain and the, the gym the spiritual gym that uh, you like to talk about. That's a whole episode to unpack. So count on that in the future. That's going to be something that we're going to go into. Uh, Now, most of you understand very well at some level what what Rob's explaining is, is that you understand the strain and some of the joy that comes from your achievement. It had it had a difficult moment and it had some uncertainty and it had some maybe even physical or mental pain at some level for you while you're straining forward. 
and then you burst through, you achieve. But it's the process with which we're able to hang on and do incredible things is that we have a gain mindset. So what Heather and I started doing together, in fact, I've got it on my list to make sure it happens every day, is at the end of the day, we say, hey, what were your wins today? And we will lay there in bed at night saying this, 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 and this. And it doesn't matter how small it was. We are talking through all the incremental things that we're grateful for, that that we got through, that we saw happen. And that ranges from the professional to the family, uh, to the kingdom. And as we're talking through all those things, we're realizing today wasn't a waste. Today was productive. Uh, how many times do we come home from a day at work and think to ourselves, well, I'm not sure what I got done that day. But if you'll spend the time to think about it, it creates a huge heart for that was worth it. That was worth it. And then you're realizing momentum. And in the moment when the heat is on, the crucible of an achievement. And like I was saying before, with the strain that happens and the life's calling that God's got you on, you can expect that crucible to put fire on situations with which you're running into the gain of, look what God did, look what's happening around us, look what we were able to finish today, and by that now be stacking up on a heart that's full of joy, has no anxiety, no fear, and is flowing while we're moving forward in spite of our circumstances. So good. I love that. And, and then by reflecting, like you're saying, Jeff, is you might actually see something where you did it was a waste, where the focus wasn't connected to your destiny, where it was a distraction from the flow. And then that is also really, really good information. So I love that reflection, you know, as a, as a what positive thing happened and then, and then how I'm going to, how am I going to leverage that thing? And then what thing just did not, it did not keep me on my path or it was distraction from my path, distraction from my flow state that I'm going to eliminate in the future. You know, Rob, what you and I get to do with organizational health consulting is that we're always reminding the leaders that you're creating the oxygen for everyone to breathe. So whether it's professional or in our family, but I'm going to speak about family as a, as a parent or as a husband or wife, you can infuse gap and gain language into your everyday um, to say, hey, that's that's a gain. That was a gain. Or, hey, right now I'm in the gap. Help me. I want to be in the gain. I don't want to be measuring against my ideal. I want to be measuring against all that's happening that we're advancing with. And the more that we talk about that with our, our wives or our husbands, we talk about that with our children, it creates a gratefulness, a contentment, a always looking for and high-fiving on, look, look, achievement, achievement, look, it's happening. It's going in the right direction. This can infuse a culture uh, within me, within our family, and it'd be great, you know, bringing it into my professional life as well, because now we're able to remember, look, look, this has not been a big waiting game. In fact, we are making incremental advancement every single day. So good. Yeah. Cause you, you need to, again, see it to be encouraged and to stay through the discomfort and stay on course 
that look back and see what you, what you, where you've come. So I love that we're talking about this, Jeff. I think it's a huge leverage for all of our listeners. It is. Well, keep at it in your mindset of achievement. Keep at thinking about all that you've gained from every day. And as you do that, uh, continuing to make sure that you're staying out of anxiety and moving into a place with which your achievement is not just in your career, but it's also going to be required of you inside of your family, uh, inside of your resources, inside of your kingdom calling and life mission, and to create achievement that will use the strain to bring you to growth because pain creates growth. Pain isn't a signal of problem. Most of the time, I think pain is a signal of advancement. So how can we be framing that? And I don't want to jump into that conversation already, Rob. There's so much that we'll unpack when we get into that episode. You can look forward to that. You know, Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Leveraging Success. We're so glad that we get to do this with you and, and talk to you. Uh, we love sharing these things. And every time that we're sharing, we're encouraging ourselves thinking about what we need to do and what we want to be able to do. And your hope Hopefully benefiting from this and enjoying some of these things. In fact, we would love to hear from you. Uh, what you can do is follow and subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you can click the bell and see every time a new video is released. If you're following us through one of the uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc., uh, subscribe there. Leave a comment there. Put a rating in there. We would love that feedback. On top of that, you can also reach directly out to us. You can email me at host at leveragingsuccesspodcast.com to tell us what you're thinking about the show, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of. If you want to hear uh, a question addressed or you'd love to ask us some questions, we'll take those live onto this show and talk about them. Finally, I have a free offer for all of our listeners. If you're listening, this is an opportunity for you. It's in the show notes. You're going to find a link to a seven-part e-course that I've put together called Life Mastery. You'll be getting an email every day for a seven-day period with ideas on how to master life. And if you'd like to look and go even further, you can watch our 30-minute webinar, which will explain to you what an incredibly impactful life looks like. And at the end of that, you'll have an opportunity to book some time with me. Hey, we're so glad that you've been here working less and making more and taking that gain to be incredible and having an impactful life that will matter for eternity. I'm your host, Jeff Gearhart, here with Rob Dayton. Until next time, God bless you. <laughs>